Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, our gospel for this weekend gives us one of the great scenes of healing in the ministry of Jesus. And as is usually the case, the gospel writer composes the scene in such a way that it becomes an icon of the spiritual life in general. We recall that, especially in the Gospel of Mark, the healing power of Christ is emphasized. Certainly in, in Matthew and Luke, he's a, he's a healer, no question, but he's also much more of a teacher in those Gospels. In Mark, I'd say he's preeminently a healer. He's a wonder worker. So let's attend to this short but very important account in some detail. We first hear a leper came to Jesus. There's a world of meaning in that little phrase. And the church couples this gospel with that reading from the book of Leviticus. It's very important because we learn from Leviticus precisely what being a leper meant for a first century Jew. So a leper came to Jesus. We say, oh, someone with a skin disease. But for someone in the first century, in the Jewish setting, there was a lot more to it. First, it meant being declared publicly unclean. Not like you, you've got some you know, private thing you're embarrassed about, and in, in the privacy of your home, you know, you're ashamed of it. No, no, it meant being publicly declared unclean. It meant that one's garments had to be permanently torn and his head kept bare. And those are both signs of kind of degradation among Old Testament Jews. Think of someone who would tear his garments when he was outraged at a, a blasphemy. Your head was meant to be covered, especially when you were in prayer. But so the, the leper has the torn garments and his head is, is kept bare. Moreover, he was compelled to cry out, we hear, unclean, unclean so that no one would come near him. I don't know about you, but for me, there's always been something just so dreadfully sad in that, that every time you walk out of your house, if you were compelled to remind people that, that you were bad news and they should stay away from you, I mean, it's bad enough if you, if you left your house and people treated you that way. That'd be bad enough. But now you're obliged morally to say, look, I'm unclean, stay away from me. And see, all this would mean that the leper was excluded from common life, especially from worship. And that's so important. We think of it, oh yeah, if you go to Mass you know, on Sundays, you spend 45 minutes once a week. But for ancient Israel, worship was the center of life. That's where everyone came together. The community gathered around worship. And so being excluded from that, from common meals, from common 
entertainment and from common worship. We hear from Leviticus, he shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. Again, kind of simple words, but let those sink in. That that meant something truly awful, to dwell apart. Think of someone like, like Dante, you know, many centuries later, who was exiled from his hometown. What that meant, dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. So all of that, in other words, was understood in that little phrase, a leper came to Jesus. You know, one thing um, I can't help but now, having visited uh, the Hawaiian island of Molokai, where the great Saint Damien lived and worked in the last or in the 19th century. Whenever I hear about lepers, you know, I think of that famous, infamous colony on Molokai, the stories of ostracization and self-reproach, people who were living a you know a fully engaged life, and then they would discover this little mark of of leprosy, and like that, they were put on a ship, sent to this place they knew they'd never come back. The heartbreak of those stories, that that gives us maybe a a little more of a contemporary sense of what being a leper meant in Jesus' time. Now, I think, everybody, the point is we are all meant, in one way or another, to identify with this man. Why? Because in our own sickness— in our own weakness, in our shame, in our sin, in our own oddness or strangeness. Let's face it, we're, we're all a little you know, off kilter. We all feel to some degree, we all are to some degree like this leper. Even, even you know, in your, your best days, don't you feel at some level that you're not worthy, at some level that you should keep your distance? That this man came to Jesus is telling us a a world about this man, about his courage, about his determination, perhaps about his desperation. I mean, here he's like the woman who perfumed the feet of Jesus. You remember, there's the room filled with, with the Pharisees and the upstanding citizens of the town, and in comes this a prostitute, this, this forgiven sinner, and she perfumes the, the feet of Jesus. Uh, the social, social ostracization she must have felt, but nevertheless, she comes to him. Or like Zacchaeus, who is the despised tax collector. The woman with the flow of blood, remember, which made her unclean like the leper, and yet she reaches out and touches Jesus. Like blind Bartimaeus, the people say, leave him alone, stop bothering him. But see, all these outsiders, all these despised figures, all these bedeviled by self-reproach, they came to Jesus. See, everybody, that's why I say we identify with them, all of us. We all got leprosy in some way, right? To come to him, to make that spiritual move of, of courage, it's such an important thing. Such an important thing. Now, 
Once in the Lord's presence, we hear, the leper knelt down and begged him. Matthew's version of the story says that he worshipped him. Luke's version says he fell on his face before him. Here's the important thing to note. All three of those have the same sense. This suffering man, this ostracized, despised figure, living outside the camp, etc., unclean, this suffering man realizes who Jesus is. Not one prophet among many, not just a wandering, you know, wise man, but the incarnation of the God of Israel. The only one before whom worship is the appropriate attitude. Does that make sense, everybody? It's it's the hinge of the story. He summons the courage to come to Jesus first, but then he kneels down, he worships, he falls on his face before him. Whatever trouble we're in, we should come to Jesus in the attitude of worship. He's the Lord. We're not. This is the key step in getting our lives in order, whatever the issue is that we have. The key step is right praise. When we worship God aright, we worship the true God. That's when our lives come back into order. Then comes that beautiful phrase, essential in any act of petitionary prayer. The leper says, If you wish, you can make me clean. Notice everybody, please, he's not demanding. He's not insisting. He's acknowledging the lordship of Jesus. In this attitude of worship, he acknowledges the sovereignty of Jesus. Thy will be done, not mine. So even, even as he begs, and see, every one of us, we've all got leprosy to some degree. We, we all come to the Lord begging, but he's got the spiritual thing right because he knows your will be done, not mine. See, here's a question, and I think any, any of us who are disciples of Jesus are going to ask this question. Why doesn't Jesus just heal everybody right now? You know, so he's the healer. He's the Lord. Okay, he's come to restore creation. I get it. So why doesn't he just get cancer and diabetes and heart disease and Parkinson's and paralysis and alcoholism and depression, all of it, over with right now? Why not? What's the problem, <laughs> right? Well, I don't know. The Pope doesn't know. Thomas Aquinas doesn't know. Nobody knows. We trust, however, in Jesus' lordship. You know, look, in his own, in his own life, Jesus healed some blind people, not all of them. Some deaf people, certainly not all of them. He raised a handful of people from the dead, not all of them. We approach him in the attitude of worship and with the phrase, your will, Lord, if you want it, on our lips. Well, in this case, the Lord acquiesces. I do will it. Be made clean. 
this stunning detail, given what we know from Leviticus, right? Keep in mind what we just read from Leviticus about the leper and the distance he must keep. It says, move with pity. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. So remember, a leper was to ensure that no one, even by accident, would ever come into contact with him. Unclean, unclean, hey, stay away from me. Anyone who did so would be ritually unclean himself. Beautifully now, Jesus reverses things. Because in touching the leper, he makes him clean. Now, what's the immediate result of this miracle? And I love this. It's very important for us. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad. Once we've been healed by the Lord, we feel this inner obligation to tell the world about it. Right? Think of the woman at the well. She was healed spiritually by Christ and immediately went into the town to tell everybody about the Messiah. So it always goes. As long as we treat evangelization as a purely intellectual exercise, we will never get it right. The evangelist, I'll go right back through this story. The evangelist is someone who has, despite his weakness and fear and, and compromise, has come to Christ, has worshipped him, has found healing, whatever that thing is. We all got it. Something bedevils us. Found healing in Christ and then speaks, tells. That lovely definition, I'll close with this. Evangelization is one starving person telling another starving person where to find bread. That's why this man with the leprosy became such a powerful evangelist. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.